China's influence is rising, but how is it changing the countries around it? From Radio Free Europe, I'm Reid Standish, and this is Talking China and Eurasia, a podcast about how Beijing is changing the balance of power. Welcome back to Talking China and Eurasia. In today's episode, we're looking at what the latest round of political instability in Pakistan means for China. In the last decade, China has become Pakistan's single largest lender and an important source of investment for its struggling economy. The China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, known as CPEC, was a flagship venture within the Belt and Road Initiative, and it saw tens of billions of dollars worth of Chinese investment flow into the country. But ongoing disputes over CPEC, stemming from corruption, mismanagement, political infighting, and soaring debt, have seen the relationship fray. Earlier this month, the country was sparked into political turmoil after former Prime Minister Imran Khan was arrested, sparking protests, riots, and violence across Pakistan. But what does it all mean for China? Helping me answer that question today is Daud Hatak. He's the managing editor of Radio Mashal, Radio Free Europe's Pakistan, Pakistan service. Daud, thanks a lot for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you very much, and uh, welcome to all our participants. So I'm doing very well. Thank you. Great, great. Well, we're excited to have you on. So、um, maybe Daud, to get things kicked off here. Um, you know, before we get into maybe what this all means for Pakistan's relationship with China, bring us up to speed on what set off this latest round of unrest, and tell us, you know, what that really says about the current state of politics in Pakistan.、Uh, thank you again, and uh, uh, let me go very briefly—not briefly, really, because a lot of things are happening in Pakistan right now, and it's a sort of turmoil. Uh, but uh, uh, I will go in a chronological order if I can.、Mm, I will go back to April uh, 2022 when there was a no confidence motion against、uh, um, former Prime Minister Imran Khan, and he was removed. At that time, Imran Khan accused the United States, uh, uh, and and then he accused the military. So there emerged、um, uh, a real problem for the first time between the. Uh, General Kamar Javed Bajwa and Imran Khan; they, those were the first signs of a kind of uh, rift uh, between the two sides,、uh, the civilian government and、uh, the Pakistan powerful military. Uh, uh, after his removal in a no-confidence motion,、uh, Khan、uh, immediately demanded fresh elections, keeping his popularity base in mind because Khan's popularity, particularly among the youth, is still. It's still far from uh, like uh, coming down his popularity graph, and when the government did not agree, so Imran Khan dissolved the Punjab and Khyber Pakhtunkhwa assemblies,、uh, the two provinces where his party was in government in April and May 2023.、Uh, that started a volley of、uh, events unfolding in Pakistan politics, and there began a tussle. Uh, among the key state、uh, institutions, and I would say that、uh, such kind of tussle and such kind of rifts were never seen before. At least I haven't seen them uh, before uh, since the since 1988. Uh, uh, there is a sort of、uh, Imran Khan against the government, Imran Khan against the military. Then the courts. There is a very clear、uh, impression that the. Uh, top courts are on the sides of Imran Khan, and there are divisions inside the courts, and there are rumors about divisions inside the uh, military. Uh, but uh, before the situation culminated at this point,、uh, 
there was a tussle between uh, Khan and General Kamar Javed Bajwa and uh, that was uh, due to the replacement of uh, Bajwa uh, Imran Khan's favorite ISI chief uh, General Faiz Amid. Uh, and again uh, when Faiz Amid was replaced and a new ISI chief was appointed so Imran Khan uh, refused to sign the notification and that was also something uh, that never before happened in Pakistan uh, relations between the military and the uh, civilian government. In November last last year when there was the issue of the appointment of a new army chief uh, and uh, again we saw that uh, there was a controversy and the issue was pending and there was the army chief was, was pending for quite a time. Sorry, there was a call for me, but I cut it off. <laughs> okay, yeah. thanks, thanks. So again, there also never. Uh, then after that, when uh, the new army chief came, there came the new ISI chief. So the government launched uh, a kind of campaign uh, on charges of corruption against Imran Khan. And uh, the when recently, when Imran Khan was arrested. Uh, on charges of Al-Qadir Trust. Uh, so the courts uh, came to his rescue, the top court, uh, and uh, headed by uh, the three-member bench, uh, Umar Atab and and two other fellow judges. Uh, and uh, we saw that there was uh, an unprecedented violence in Pakistan where the military uh, installations were attacked for the first time, never seen it before. And then uh, only... A day later, uh, on Monday, um, there were uh, protests in front of the uh, Supreme Court. And the protests were so closer to the Supreme Court building where the voices were heard inside the, uh, the, 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 the room where the judges were sitting and they were hearing the cases. So again, that never happened before. So it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere divisions. divisions right. In the Supreme Court, divisions somehow in the military, divisions in the society, uh, divisions in the media and uh, all these uh, in face of all this uh, we see uh, a nuclear armed country I mean Pakistan with Taliban controlling Afghanistan next door like I'm pointing to the political instability that's happening in Pakistan and Pakistan right. on Taliban I mean the TTP they, that is challenging the writ of the state there is an active Baloch insurgency going on and the Baloch attacks are increasing in Balochistan province day by day they have new operation only a few mm-hmm. days ago, there was uh, a kind of uh, uh, attack where quite a few people, military uh, soldiers were killed. And then Pakistan's relations with neighbor India is also not going very, very well. It's all time a, a warlike situation. So the worst is that there are divisions never seen before in Pakistan, 75 years. It's divisions in the top core, differences in military, society at two extremes, tolerance losing ground, economy in shambles, and all this leads to uncertainty that may cause a real political chaos. Right. I mean, it sounds like you're really describing, I mean, obviously Pakistan has had episodes of instability before, but I mean, it seems you're saying almost in every sphere, there is a bit of a a, a perfect storm, so to speak, that seems to be brewing. So Daud, you know, where does that fit in when we're talking about relations with China? And then I'm also curious, you know, what was Beijing's reaction to this unrest that happened um, around the un- arrest of Imran Khan? Uh, well, the situation 
is not and has not affected Pakistan relations with China. Although uh, I must say that uh, China must be concerned because it is not only the questions of its relations with Pakistan, but it's the questions of uh, regional stability. And it's also because Afghan- next door Afghanistan is there, Taliban are there. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, Baloch insurgency is going on and there is the Talibanization in Pakistan. And uh, uh, above all this, now uh, a country of 250 million people, uh, Pakistan, it is in a kind of political turmoil. So uh, China must be concerned uh, about that. But so far, we are not seeing any signs of uh, like a kind of uh, uh, that the present situation affected Pakistan relations with uh, China. Uh, but political stability and uncertainty in Pakistan is definitely not seen as something uh, encouraging for Pakistan-China ties. And particularly when it comes to uh, China's massive investment projects in Pakistan under the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, uh, which is the flagship of uh, President Xi's built and road policy. So uh, stability, I mean economic and political stability, along with security, is seen as key uh, to, 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 to the successful um, completion of the Chinese uh, investment uh, projects in Pakistan. Uh, but the political violence recently that we have seen, uh, apart from attacks by the TTP and the Baloch separatists, uh, it is not going to board well for the for the long term. Um, uh, like uh, very good relations are are seamless relations uh, uh, between uh, Pakistan and uh, China. I mean the two Iran brothers. Uh, rumors of uh, foreign hand behind uh, Imran Khan. Uh, as you know, most of you know that rumors are very fastly spreading in Pakistan. So there are also, I have heard people and very informed people uh, who are telling uh, in their drawing room discussions that uh, there is some sort of a foreign hand, quote unquote, behind uh, Imran Khan. And, and, and uh, they are also connecting this with uh, Imran Khan's uh, 2014 45 days certain protests in front of the in 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 the red zone uh, when uh, former prime minister nawaz sharif was in power and it was expected that the chinese president is coming to uh, inaugurate uh, the 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 cpec uh, project with him so, right right so yeah. if, if i can jump in there right so i mean that that's just to explain to folks who maybe don't know that so i mean that was before han was elected prime minister you know he was actually quite quite critical of, of China and the country. And as you said, there was this, this sit-in protest that he did that in the lead-up to Xi visiting uh, Pakistan. So, I mean, doubt if I can... Um, if, if, I know, may, if I may, if yeah, only yeah. one sentence just for the clarification sake is that China keep its ties with the military most of the time because it's relying on the powerful military, which is a constant in Pakistani politics or in Pakistani system. So despite political turmoil in Pakistan, which is going on right now, China must be happy that their most trusted friends, the Sharif, uh, I mean the Sharif brothers, Shahbaz Sharif, who is the younger brother, are in power in Pakistan. And uh, the worrying moment will be uh, Imran Khan's uh, return for China, maybe, maybe, uh, but, but, to give you an, a tip of information that I think Imran Khan return uh, to power in Pakistan, to me, I believe that, uh, and I have arguments to believe it, that uh, it's a closed chapter now. Okay, okay. So that, that, that's quite interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did say, I, I think I saw a reaction from, you know, to this latest spat of, 
unrest in the country. There was reaction from the Chinese. I think Foreign Minister King Gang, yeah. you know, made a statement along the lines of, you know, that they were, you know, alarmed by the, the unrest and that they want unity, you know, within the country, which I guess gets into what you're saying about, you know, China's main concern is having both stability within Pakistan, but also stability in the region, right? So, uh, but but you were talking about the Sharifs. So I, I explained that a little bit for people. I mean, you know, Pakistani politics, I think they're quite complicated. There's some fam- big time family legacies that exist there. How, how do those different camps, where do they factor in, in relation to, to China? Sorry, uh, sorry, I missed some points of your question, if you could repeat it. Sure, sure. So where do these different factions within Pakistani politics, you know, you're talking about the Sharifs, the Hans, oh, I mean, yes. where, where, I where do they fit in, I got in relation to China? Yes, well, this is a very interesting question. Uh, 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 I must say that uh, when it comes to Pakistan, uh, there are no two views among the Pakistani political parties uh, uh, about uh, its friendship or the relationship with China. And there are many factors which is guiding this relationship uh, from the school days. Uh, it is uh, it is taught to the students that uh, Pakistan's best friends is China. So it is set, being Pakistanis, it is set in our minds that if Pakistan has the only best friend in the world, <laughs> that is that is China. So that uh, like um, that has roots uh, in in the Pakistani society. If I give you an example of uh, the religious parties, for example, uh, who are struggling for Sharia in Pakistan and who are voicing support for the Taliban across the border in Afghanistan, and who sometimes even support the violence of the Tahriki Taliban in Pakistan in inside Pakistan, even uh, even they support Pakistan friendship with China. And imagine how many of those Pakistani religious leaders have you seen who voiced their concerns publicly about the uh, repression and exploitation of Uyghur uh, under the China. So uh, how many express their concern, how many pray for the success quote unquote, for the success of the Uyghur in their Friday sermons. Though they pray for Bosnians, Chechens, uh, and Palestinians and Muslims all over the world every, every Friday, and you can see them. So what I wanted to say is uh, Pakistan factions are unanimous about uh, its relations uh, with China or its friendship with China. And, and there, are, there are many reasons. There are many reasons, and the, to 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 mention it in one line, one reason is the as I mentioned from the very beginning, it is taught that China is our best friend. Secondly, there is Indian factor, and thirdly, there is the U.S. factor. It is always seen in the U.S. perspective when it when they are comparing the relationship with China. But the recent uh, Imran Khan phenomena in Pakistani politics, uh, it it showed some signs of uh, trouble. Uh, though uh, I would say that. Uh, only on, on, these are only few and and very 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 small one because uh, when Imran Khan came into power, so uh, in one of his statement and then his minister uh, of trade Razak Daoud, uh, he mentioned that uh, in an interview that uh, uh, they will be reviewing the uh, CPEC contracts uh, and 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 there was a reaction from the Chinese. So uh, Khan is still maybe maybe it is Khan is still not seen when when it is compared when he is compared with the. Sharifs 
are with the other political parties may not be seen as the most reliable friend of China. But still, uh, 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 Khan, uh, he, he did not come out very, he, he never criticized China. He mentioned some contracts, some projects. So I think, I think the most important, uh, 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 the most importance for Chinese that, that gives to its relationship with Pakistan is a kind of stability in Pakistan. Whether it is Imran Khan or it is Sharif's, uh, they need stability. But if we look at Khan, he is sometimes idolizing Mahathir Muhammad and sometimes Tayyip Erdogan, but he never mentions Chinese model. Only once he mentioned it, but I think I, I never heard from him that he is mentioning the Chinese model. So that's also that he has no love lost for the Chinese. But it seems more of Khan's uh, when, when it comes to China. So to me, personally, I believe, and as I studied Imran Khan and his Chinese statements, to me, it seems like uh, Imran Khan's bias and hatred for his political rivals, the Sharif family, because in Pakistan, and it is true, is believed that the Sharif family is very close to, um, to, to, to the Chinese uh, leadership. And it is the Sharifs who brought these uh, CPEC projects to Pakistan. And then they launched it with much fanfare and they are taking credit for that. So Imran Khan is also against the, the the Chinese project because it is the projects of his uh, uh, of his uh, like uh, rivals uh, who whom he had very much the Sharifs so so far Khan uh, Khan warming up to China is concerned he he wants Sharif out of the China related scheme of things and mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and he will be a good friend of China I think if, if that happens but even if he was not it was the military they had guided the 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 the, 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 the leaders. They had guided the situation when it comes to ties with China. Uh, because okay, uh, well, well, if I can jump in there, Doug, because I mean that that's really I think my my next question for you and what I mean I think is the the big factor, right? I mean the military. I mean I, obviously there's there's been military coups. There's been military governments. The military is a, a massive force within Pakistani politics. Hmm. Um, so I mean, explain to folks, you know. Where where does the military fit into this political equation? And then also what, you know, they have this strong relationship with the Chinese. How did that come about and how does that play out, especially as you have this kind of more, you know, instable rivalry happening on the kind of domestic front of Pakistani politics? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, the military is a constant in Pakistan and even in Pakistani politics. And it is the military that is guiding Pakistan ties with China. Uh, each and every uh, uh, army chief, uh, after taking over for the first time, like taking charge of his position in Pakistan, he visits uh, uh, China and some of them paid several visits. Uh, if I mention General Asim Munir, he visited uh, uh, the recent army, the, the current army chief in Pakistan. He, he paid a four-day visit to China and he met the Chinese military officials at the headquarters of the PLA and the statement that came out from his meeting with the China's military commission was that, uh, 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 quote unquote, it was no matter how the international situation changes, China always gives Pakistan priority in its neighborhood diplomacy. So uh, if you look, although Asim Munir, he also discussed like there were many um, questions for the Chinese about the recent attacks on the Chinese uh, citizens, and particularly uh, an unprecedented uh, incident happened recently in the uh, Kohistan region where a Chinese engineer were working on a dam project and one of the Chinese engineer was 
accused of uh, blasphemy. We won't go into the uh, uh, truth or falsehood of the drinking. Uh, so, but uh, uh, if you look, so uh, that person for the first time, a Chinese was accused of blasphemy. But look at the uh, relationship of uh, China and Pakistan. Blasphemy is something when someone is accused uh, of in Pakistan, he or she never gets released so easily. But that Chinese nationals who has flown from there uh, in a helicopter to a um, police station, and within a few days, he was released on bail. So there is the Chinese and Pakistani friendship, and there is their understanding that how much Pakistan values the Chinese. Um, then uh, there is a special unit uh, in Pakistan, which is... Uh, which is like which is responsible for the security of the Chinese project and the uh, Chinese national. Then there is the strategic partnership with the Pakistani military from the China. For example, the J-10 aircrafts deal. Uh, so far, Pakistan receives uh, ten uh, of that uh, aircrafts. Then there is the submarines for Pak Navy, Pakistani Navy, four to be built in China and four in Pakistan. So, uh, so this is the this is the strength uh, of the relationship. Uh, uh, between uh, China and and the uh, Pakistani uh, military, and 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 when China has security concerns, it always approaches uh, the, the the military. Although they issue a, like a kind of uh, statement, a diplomatic statement, uh, but uh, it is the military that they are dealing with. Uh, so uh, 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 I would say that uh, uh, it has it, it has like a great relationship. Uh, there are some, for example, uh, problems that is coming. For example, the blasphemy issue that I mentioned on April 19, and then there was an attack on Chinese uh, 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 on March uh, 9. In April 2021, there was a side attack in Quetta, Balochistan, and in 2021, July, there was an attack on Chinese engineers and in 2022 April, there was a take on China's Confucius Center in Karachi, and 2021 there was a side take in Gawadar. So, notwithstanding those uh, attacks, and the Chinese have expressed very serious concerns uh, about all this, uh, but uh, still, I would say that the relationship is intact. Just to conclude, if I mention the Chinese uh, president's statement, uh, uh, there was a statement from the Chinese foreign ministry about the attacks on the Chinese citizen uh, uh, when he met the Pakistani uh, Prime Minister Shabash Sharif and he said the statement that Z had expressed his great concern about the safety of Chinese nationals uh, in Pakistan. So, uh, so far that is the only area politics is also there but so far that is the only area where China publicly expressed its concern. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it really seems that, you know, as we're as we're talking about this relationship, you know, you're describing ties between two countries, you know, they need each other, but they also seem quite deeply frustrated with each other at the same time. Um, but, it, uh, you know, as much as we're talking about maybe there's some tensions, you know, there's issues over uh, debt, you know, there's questions about, you know, whether CPEC is really moving forward and where these projects stand. It, it seems a lot, you know, like this relationship is still too big to fail in in some sense and i mean just 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 recently you know china delivered two frigates to pakistan's navy um you know we see you know as you were talking about earlier you know beijing seems to keep leaning on islamabad when it comes to engaging with the taliban in afghanistan they just hosted a meeting with the foreign ministers of all three countries 
Um, and also, I mean, I think there was some interesting parts in, uh, you know, these high profile uh, Pentagon intelligence files that were leaked on the Discord platform. Um, there's uh, some in there that they contain uh, internal Pakistani memos and communications where high ranking Pakistani officials are describing their frustrations with a lack of U.S. support as Pakistan is in this economic crisis. And then there's also an internal cable from the Pakistani foreign minister where she says that Pakistan can no longer try to maintain a middle ground between China and the United States. And then goes on to argue that, quote, Islamabad should avoid giving the appearance of appeasing the West. The instinct to preserve Pakistan's relationship with the United States would ultimately sacrifice the full benefits of the country's real strategic partnership with China. So, Dad, I mean, we're getting more into, you know, where Pakistan fits into, you know, this deepening cooperation between China and the United States. But, you know, tell us a bit about where you see, you know, Islamabad headed as we kind of move into this new geopolitical environment. And, um, you know, what does that look like in the future? Well, the future Pakistan political turmoil apart, I would say that the relations are uh, going to stay the same, more or less. The only change that we may expect is Pakistan economic uh, meltdown. Right now, Pakistan is facing economic crisis. And uh, uh, then the second is if uh, uh, Imran Khan uh, returns to power that I believe is not possible without an accident. And the third is if the security situation uh, worsens and there are more attacks on Chinese and more losses of Chinese uh, lives uh, who are working in in Pakistan. So in that case, I think something happens to uh, that relation. But 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 still, I would say, as you mentioned, that this is too big to um, fail. In other cases, the relationship will stay stable. And it's because Pakistan popular public opinion about China is not going to change so easily uh, and drastically. Uh, China friendship is always seen as a uh, also in Pakistani politics, it is seen as a, um, a counterbalance with the U.S. Uh, in Pakistan, just like no Pakistani leader can openly advocate friendly uh, relationship with India without risking the uh, its support or World Bank. And similarly, no leader can openly support friendship with U.S. without Fs and Bs. Uh, but everyone is supporting friendship with China. Everyone is standing for that in Pakistan and feel proud of that. So uh, we used to say that this, this this friendship is taller than mountains and this friendship is deeper than oceans. And now we are seeing that this is sweeter than honey. So the relationship is going to, st- to stay uh, stable. There is the uh, infrastructure uh, slowdown somehow. And I think the Chinese uh, must be uh, feeling uh, frustrated about that since uh, uh, Nawaz Sharif ouster, uh, uh, former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif ouster in 2018 and the incoming of uh, uh, former Premier Imran Khan. So there is a sort of uh, infrastructure slowdown. I have some figures in front of me, but for that I need to go to my notes to mention it, but I won't go into that. Uh, but uh, some of the projects, uh, those are uh, those are so far only um, in papers, although the years, long years have gone since then. And, and, and there are differences on some other projects. Then there is the Indian side, if we see, because uh, Pakistan, China is not coming that way as expected by Pakistan. For example, the recent BRIC uh, summit uh, 
uh, and India's participation. And uh, 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 Pakistan is also useful, as we mentioned earlier, for China uh, when it is uh, coming to dealing with the uh, Afghan Taliban uh, next door. Uh, so that's another uh, uh, factor. Then China's recently regional diplomacy is also, I think, Pakistan is very important for that. So uh, I would say that uh, I, I don't see any sort of uh, serious trouble. Uh, and, and, and I think China's priority will be uh, dealing with a stable government in Pakistan instead of uh, instead of an uh, unstable government. The only risks I will conclude here. The only risk that I can see, uh, as I mentioned, is uh, political instability, economic meltdown. But alongside there is the security factor also. And when I mention security factor, so I would I would a little bit I I would divide it into three uh, parts. One is the uh, Pakistan. One is the Tehrik Taliban Pakistan. Uh, which is related to to Pakistan's internal security and and uh, it is their attacks are increasing day by day and some of those attacks recently uh, were also directed at Chinese although the GDP did not accept responsibility for that for example the attack on in Quetta Serena Hotel uh, initially the GDP accepted responsibility for that but then they uh, denied it and they got silent then there was an attack on the Chinese engineers. Uh, and that was a big loss for the Chinese. Uh, and then the Chinese uh, closed their projects for several weeks. Uh, so that attack was on, also initially claimed by the TTP, but then they got silent. Then there is instability in Afghanistan. In case of instability in uh, Afghanistan, so again, that may uh, create some sort of trouble because Pakistan is considered as uh, the Afghan Taliban uh, key supporters. And then there is the uh, Baloch uh, separatism, separatism and their insurgency, which is going on in uh, Balochistan province. And Balochistan province is the uh, main area where the Chinese project are uh, uh, taking place. Uh, for example, the Gabadar project and, and the CPEC route is going through this area. Uh, coming to the ethnic, uh, apart from the political, this is another issue, the ethnic trouble, for example, there is a kind of haq do tehreek going on in Balochistan province, and the people are demanding that uh, uh, their resources are being uh, like exploited by the outsider Chinese. Recently, there were protests in Karachi uh, against the uh, fishing, Chinese fishing boards, uh, and, and I think with the Chinese engagement in Pakistan, those protests will uh, increase. Earlier, there were protests in Balochistan uh, about the Chinese fishing boards. And uh, if you go back to two or two and a half or three years back, so there were protests by some uh, civil society representatives and some Pashtun nationalists against the CPEC projects, in which they were mentioning that the uh, Punjab area was un, uh, uh, like they were discriminated in most of the uh, developmental projects were directed to Punjab by the Sharifs. So again, there was a kind of uh, trouble. Uh, apart from these things, I think the relation will stay the same. Okay. Okay. So I'm 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 gonna transition here because we we're getting a few reader questions that we can come to as we're we're entering into the kind of final section of the the episode today. Um, so, Doug, I mean, you were talking there about Afghanistan. I think you, you covered a little bit about what this question is. But this comes in on Twitter from Rizwan Han. And he wants to know about where this Pakistan-China relationship fits in in relation to everything happening in Afghanistan. So, I mean, obviously, Pakistan, the ISI have longstanding ties 
uh, relationship, comp- very complicated uh, with the Taliban, um, you know, big strategic concerns and things like that going back decades when it comes to dealing with Afghanistan. Um, and obviously the Chinese have been quite in- involved in Afghanistan uh, since the Taliban took power again in 2021. But um, Dow, do you have anything to add and to explain about you know, things to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of watching these talks that are taking place. You know, the, we just had this, this summit, you know, we had the three foreign ministers from China, Afghanistan and Pakistan. I believe that was the first time that the Taliban's foreign minister has, has even left the country since taking power. So, I mean, what's Pakistan's role in between this and how do they also view, I guess, you know, Afghanistan and China working together? Well, uh, I believe that uh, China uh, never uh, uh, China never opposed the Taliban the way that the rest of the world was doing when there was an insurgency going on against the governments of President Ashraf Ghani and President Hamid Karzai. China was doing its silent diplomacy, but in the later part of the, like just before the Doha Agreement, uh, our I think years before the Doha Agreement, there were visits of the Taliban leadership to the uh, Chinese uh, capital and its meetings with the uh, Chinese leadership. So uh, from there, we can uh, assess that how the Chinese leadership is uh, weaving the uh, how they are seeing the Taliban. I think they are not opposed to the Taliban. The only thing they want from the Taliban is a sort of stability in the region. And that stability they want for their investment projects. And uh, uh, so far, Pakistan is concerned. I think China will always welcome Pakistan and it, it will encourage Pakistan if Pakistan could persuade the Taliban to work for the Chinese interest in the region. Uh, we have a recent example of the Afghan minister who, who visited uh, Islamabad and there he met the Chinese uh, counterparts and the Pakistani counterparts and they were standing side by side. So, and, and China is still, it has investment uh, in Afghanistan, the Ainak uh, copper mine, I think they have a huge investment there. So, uh, in order to secure their investment, uh, China will always, I think, work together with Pakistan. And, and who knows better than China that it is Pakistan um, it's Pakistan who is uh, having a sort of leverage uh, over the Afghan Taliban uh, more than any other country. So uh, uh, I think for that, uh, for that matter, uh, China would always be happy to work with uh, Pakistan. And I think Pakistan would always also, and Pakistan is using, Pakistan would always use uh, its its influence and leverage with the uh, over the Taliban as a kind of uh, as a kind of uh, to get close uh, to 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 the Chinese leadership and to tell them right. It's like a way of keeping being yeah. being important yeah. to the Chinese and showing why they're a partner that that uh, needs to 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 stick around a bit. Um, okay, so let's go to 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 one more question here, Dow. This is from uh, Simon on Twitter. Um, and this is going back to, I guess, compli- you know, Pakistan has this relationship with the United States, obviously security one, you know, that really came into full force, you know, following 9-11 and the war on terror. Um, you know, the U.S. is, is really important uh, economic player uh, for the Chinese economy. But obviously, you know, as we talked about those those leaked memos earlier. So, Dowd, where where do you see China kind of walking this line between its relationship with Washington and its relationship with Beijing and 
can it keep walking the line in the way that it has um, as the we get into this new era that we're in right now in the world? Uh, well, um, if you could repeat the last part of your question so that I may easily understand. Sure, sure. I mean, just, you know, how, do, how does uh, Pakistan approach this, you know, U.S.-China rivalry? How do, how do you see that? And, you know, how is it likely perhaps to change as, you know, this rivalry between Beijing and Washington gets, gets more intense and it's difficult to just sort of sit on the sidelines for a lot of countries? Well, I think if we come to the public part of that question, uh, so uh, on the public front, I think the public opinion is always in favor of uh, China. Uh, But when it comes to the uh, military and the uh, political front, I mean the government side, uh, so uh, Pakistani military is in a kind of very strong relationship with the United States, although uh, publicly, uh, they are not showing it, but uh, otherwise, all of Pakistan defense equipment, uh, it is uh, it is updated and it is coming from the uh, like it's dating back to Pakistan cooperation during the jihad era or before that from the United States. So, Pakistan military is always dependent on in that part. So far, the Pakistani political leadership is concerned. I think they are fully aware that uh, they they cannot do it without the United States. Uh, But uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, that uh, no one can dare uh, in Pakistan to openly say that uh, U.S. is the best friend. So they are not mentioning it. It's not coming to the public discourse. They are not mentioning that uh, uh, publicly, but still they realize. But uh, if if, if we recently look at the statements of former uh, State Minister Henarabani Khar, and uh, Esagdar and Shabash Sharif visits to China. Uh, they requested Chinese for the rollover of $6 billion, although it's still not been uh, like uh, coming uh, from the Chinese side. But still, uh, Hinara Banikar mentioned that uh, it's time to uh, be uh, clear. Uh, I'm, I'm missing the words exactly, but she mentioned that it's time to be clear and to, to say that we are uh, friends with China and China is the best friend. So. I, I, I think uh, Pakistan is and Pakistani uh, leadership, uh, uh, public opinion part, but Pakistani leadership and military is keeping uh, a kind of balance. They are not taking a very clear siding with China or very clear siding with the United States. Okay, so that's interesting. So there's still some some kind of uh, tightrope walking that seems to be underway, um, despite you know what we saw in those those leaked memos, which seem to show that there's. Um, perhaps some sense that, you know, maybe putting more cards in the, the China basket than, than in the past. Um, okay, so I think we have one last question here. We can go live, I think, if this person can get elevated as a speaker, um, then we can, we can open the floor up to them. Uh, let's wait and see, just waiting on that on the technical side. Um, okay, there. All right, hi. Um, if you want to unmute yourself, uh, Introduce yourself and let us know what your question is. Hi, I uh, I just wanted to uh, ask a question on uh, this morning's report at the on the news uh, news uh, uh, the Pakistani Daily, which said that um, the talks with IMF have have uh, stalled, and it's likely that China is going to be. Uh, the last, uh, this was an unnamed source in the finance ministry. And uh, it also said that China is going to be the, uh, like kind of a backstop now. 
and now that the IMF deal might not go through. Okay. Uh, so you want to? Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for your question. That's a good one. Um, I, I can jump in here first out, and then I'm curious for your thoughts afterwards. But I mean, I know this has been dragging on for quite some time. Um, I think that there's quite a lot of hesitancy. I think you know that relationship between Washington and Islamabad is quite frayed. Um, and that's being reflected why this this, you know, an, a, a new IMF loan or, or a bailout is not really materializing so much. But I mean, I'm 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 a little personally not exactly sure what the Chinese will do. I mean, so far, how they've approached this is, you know, they've given Pakistan enough to kind of kick the can down the road and make sure that its economy won't completely implode. But, you know, things like debt forgiveness. I mean, that's not something that China typically likes to roll out. I mean, it, it's quite averse to those things. It's quite as, uh, a strict lender, actually. Um, and it doesn't really do things favor. So, um, you know, I think it's also important to to read leaks like that, you know, when they're anonymous sources, you know, perhaps that's people in the finance ministry wanting to kind of plant a lay, uh, an, an egg to kind of hatch, you know, of, you know, the Chinese are going to come and bail us out. And, Perhaps the Chinese aren't planning to do that, but that's part of trying to, you know, coax them in by creating this this public messaging. Um, I think that could be partly involved. But I'm I, I'm personally I'm a little hesitant about the idea if China is going to come in and and be able to to bail out uh, Pakistan of its economy. I think that's something that the Chinese have historically shown that they're quite hesitant to do, both inside Pakistan and then also elsewhere in the world where they've you know, have sort of similar situations with, uh, with other partners. But Dowd, um, you know, I'm curious for your thoughts. Well, very briefly, uh, I'd say I saw the news uh, story in the, you mean the news international, there is a Pakistani daily newspaper, English daily newspaper. I saw that, but um, I did not go into the details. But uh, I would say that uh, the Pakistani request from Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif, $6 billion and in the Mm, uh, that the same request was from Isagdar, the current finance minister. That was four billion dollars, but I think uh, uh, nothing has come from the Chinese. Only there was, as far as I know, there was some two billion dollars uh, soft loan, uh, low interest loan for the Pakistanis so far. So uh, uh, and uh, the IMF uh, dealing. This is this is for quite some time. This is under discussion in the media and the government is not uh, releasing very clear information uh, about its dealing with the IMF. That is coming from the time of uh, Imran Khan when former finance minister Asad Umar said that we are not going to the IMF and we will collect it from the friendly countries or from the Pakistanis abroad and their remittances will come here. Nothing came and then there was another finance minister. Then came Mifta Ismail in the current government and he was very clear about the IMF dealing. Uh, but I think he was not, and, and he continued on the agenda what was provided by the IMF, for example, increasing the power rates in Pakistan, increasing the, uh, reducing the subsidies uh, in Pakistan. So he was working on that uh, roadmap, but then he was prematurely removed and uh, current foreign finance minister Isak Dar came in. So Isak Dar coming was more like uh, politics. Uh, than than any kind of uh, like uh, agenda because uh, he with his coming he started uh, appealing to the popular support base of the Pakistan Muslim League party and I think uh, to my understanding there uh, the matter did not go very well with the IMF only uh, only yesterday uh, on fifteenth when Pakistan is reviewing its uh, petrol uh, prices. 
so the pet- petrol and diesel prices were reduced by uh, for 12 rupees uh, per per liter although the imf uh, demand as for as we know it was to increase it so i think the deal is not going very well but i'm not sure and i don't think that china will will come to the rescue full-fledged it may have some sort of support but not right right okay um we're gonna have to end it there dowd thanks again for taking the time and thank you to everyone for joining us today and coming to us with your questions um it's been a pleasure as always um and as a reminder if you haven't already please subscribe to the china in eurasia newsletter which goes out every other wednesday uh we'll be back later and until then i'm reed standish and thank you for listening Thank you.